G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz with episode 107 of the Outback Mine podcast. Thank you so much for joining in once again, episode 107, we have our second female guest on today. Um... lady by the name of Whitney McLaren. Now, a lot of us are married, uh, we have kids. Um, oh, we may not be married and have kids, but basically we don't really uh, understand or appreciate what our wives, partners go through that have kids. And uh, I suppose all the, all the things that go on with their lives and to be able to, you know, do all the chores that they do, running around after them, running around after us, uh, also, you know, looking after themselves. They don't get a lot of time to themselves. And Whitney uh, come forward just recently, um, spoke up about the way she was feeling. Um, Whitney doesn't have a high profile, mind you. She doesn't have a, a significant background in, um, in sport or media or anything that of popular popularity. She says she's an everyday mum. And um, I saw a post uh, recently on LinkedIn which had uh, a lot of attention. Uh, basically, I read the post and Whitney, Whitney was saying that she was not okay, basically. She was saying that uh, she, she was feeling flat and defeated because of what had been going on with uh, the lockdowns and restrictions and so forth in Melbourne. But I sort of could read a lot more behind that. I could read that there was a mother that was really struggling with... Um, with, with lots of things uh, that were outside um, of her own influence, um, you know, I guess. And uh, obviously with the restrictions that have been going on down there, it's made it very challenging for lots of people. But being a mother and having to run around after kids would make it a lot more difficult than, uh, than what we pay attention to. So uh, I really thought it'd be a great uh, time and uh, an opportunity to be able to bring a, a lovely lady like Whitney along to have a chat because It'll actually help us understand and realise, you know, what our wives, partners and so forth are going through uh, as, as, as mothers and, you know, a lot of the things that we don't really, I wouldn't say respect, but we, we don't pay a lot of attention to what, what's going on within their physical bodies, the demands of, of that, but also, you know, the uh, extra demands of being a mother and all the, uh, the hard work that goes on around that. So I really hope you can in, uh, embrace this podcast, listen to it intently and also share it with others, uh, give it to your partner to have a listen to. I know there's lots of women that listen to this podcast as well, but certainly if you could share it with others, I think that'd be really appreciated. Just wanna make special mention to our partners, primary partners, we have Green Nutritionals who provide green organic superfoods. So if you're lacking something in your diet, I really encourage you to check out their products. Uh, not synthetic like a lot of the supplements that you're getting out there. They're all pure, organic and natural. Um, potent uh, stuff that, um, that has a really good positive impact on our bodies. So please check out their website, greennutritionals.com.au, Pure Life Organic Sprouted Bakery, who provide organic sprouted bread. So when the grains in our bread are sprouted, the digestive process in our body works a lot better. Uh, their breads are available around Australia. Please check out their website, purelifebakery.com.au. Also, Macforce Australia, if you're looking to employ staff, a uh, really ethical company, that uh, provides labour hire services. Um, we do a lot of work with ex-offenders, so guys that are coming out of jail to be able to help them uh, into work uh, and break the cycles of, uh, I suppose, uh, poor behaviour that uh, that may be intergenerational, a really powerful, 
passionate organisation that are doing some great things. So please check out their website, macforce, M-A-C-F-O-R-C-E.com.au. All right, hope you enjoyed this chat. Uh, as I said, please share it with others. Uh, I think you're going to find it really enlightening, uh, Whitney, um, with her, her own journey as an individual, but also what she can share um, uh, with others to be able to help us uh, and inspire us to live a bit more consciously. Whitney McLaren, welcome to the Outback Mind podcast. Thank you for having me, Aaron. Pleasure no to be here today. It's my pleasure, absolutely. The second lady that's been on this podcast, and uh, I'm very uh, thrilled and honoured. And uh, you know, it was a big leap of faith because this is a men's uh, well-being podcast for me to actually like have the courage to to bring some women on. But I thought it's so important because men don't know everything, right? And I think we can learn a lot from. From, from women and, and also what what you know our women in our lives are actually going through and uh, what they've, they've been through as mothers and partners and all those sorts of things and uh-huh. I just think the lived yeah. Ex- yeah bringing lived experience uh, to, into people's lives so we can learn and grow from each other is really important Oh, well, thank you, and it's a leap of faith you having me, because this is my first time speaking uh, on a podcast. Yeah, no, no, grateful, that's for sure. I'd really like you to talk us through Whitney as a person, um, you know, what what uh, has happened throughout your life, uh, you know, where you were brought up, how life's evolved, and obviously being a mother and so forth to where you are now. Sure, sure. So I... Um, so I've been very fortunate and I've had a wonderful life and upbringing. I grew up in Perth, Western Australia. Um, my father's a cray fisherman mm. and he um, had fallen in love and married an American from the east coast of America, from New York, so fell in love and chased her back to New York City and that was like Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we the, the cray fisherman, our life was um, obviously in Perth growing up for Dad's work. And we were fortunate, Mum was a teacher, so we get pulled out of school and would go to America for a couple of months each year and uh, be with her family and sort of really be in touch with our American roots. So really fortunate with the upbringing that I had, sort of this dual fishing sort of lifestyle in Perth and being able to experience um, life in the sort of the most northeastern corner of America up in Maine um, growing up. Yeah, beautiful. Then when I was... Sorry. Oh, <laughs> no, I was, I've, um, I've, I've been to New York. It's a great place. Yeah, great place. Yeah, and well, I mean, we'd actually go up to uh, to Maine, so in the most northeastern corner. Yeah. Um, a really little summer community focused on sort of family, and so it meant that we had we knew all my grandparents were there, my mum's siblings, all our cousins, so really close family. But my grandparents, all my grandmother, all of her sisters there, just a sort of a classic sort of East Coast American community and so it really gave us a strong sort of deep connection to our American family and friends and very very fortunate mm. and um, mum being a teacher and she growing up in America she'd gone away for boarding school so when I was sort of 13 and living in Perth in a small town mum encouraged us to sort of branch out and explore sort of there was more to life beyond Perth and I ended up going to boarding school over in Victoria mm. and had a fabulous four years and spent a year sort of out in the outback. Their year nine program was in the mountains and absolutely loved that. And um, then I've been in Melbourne ever since. I studied, went to university here, then I've worked professionally here, met my husband who was a Melbourne man and 
um, still, I guess, 20 odd years later, here I am in Melbourne. Who do you bag for? Well, <laughs> I grew up an Eagles supporter, yeah. but my husband is a big Hawks man. And I remember when I was pregnant with our first child, we it was West Coast was playing Hawthorne here at the MCG. It was actually the afternoon of a baby shower. Some girlfriends were throwing to me, and we said, "Whoever wins that game, that can be the team for the for the kids." And Hawthorne won. Yeah, right. So the kids are all big Hawks fans, but you know it's fun actually living in the heart of Hawthorne. You couldn't go for any other team, Same. and you know what? Well, in a few more years, if it means I have the afternoon off and my husband takes the kids to the footy, yes, um, <laughs> no oh, complaints. No. How about who do you support? It's probably no uh, coincidence that you actually finished up living in Hawthorne, but um, I broke for the Western Bulldogs, and they uh, they got beaten in Perth oh, on the no. weekend. So yeah. I oh I know <laughs> I have so many D friends. My parents were there actually. Mm, it doesn't um, matter. Bulldog. Some Bulldogs friends had given them tickets on the proviso that they dressed as Bulldogs. Oh, true. <laughs> so, so, so they, they, they went sort of in Bulldogs colours. Um, yeah. But I think everyone was pretty happy for the end result for Melbourne. But oh, I'm sorry same. for commiseration for all the Bulldogs yeah. supporters. No, one of those games I wasn't too fussed about who won. And it's, it's great to see. It's good for, good for humanity and uh, good to have yeah. uh, you know, a lot and of happiness in people that may not have had that before. So it's, yeah. Oh, and, and Melbourne, I tell you what, having two Victorian teams in the grand final, mm. you know, it just, the endless lockdowns here and what Victorians have endured, it yeah. just gave such a spark, such a lift yeah, um, to the community. You know, just every house of Mel- Demons fans and Bulldogs fans was decorated and the, you know, on the front <laughs> fences. Yeah. It just it was the perk that everyone here needed. Absolutely. I think, yeah, very, very timely. And it's interesting, Courtney, uh, sorry, Courtney, Whitney, um, with regard, <laughs> you're, not know, the first, I, you're not the first one. Oh, really? I, I, I don't know where that came from. Oh, God. I, I apologise there. Brittany, I get Brittany, <laughs> Courtney. <laughs> they, well, they, they are common, that's for sure, so I apologise. But uh, interesting, like, with regards to, to what's happened over the last 18 months and uh, obviously, you know, what brought us together was your, um, you know, awareness around uh, how you were feeling with regards to burnout and, um, and yeah. uh, you know, I just, I've been fortunate to be out of that, that environment, but I know lots of people that are in it at the moment and just how, how it's been so difficult because it's actually taken away um, one of the pivotal things of humanity, which is connection and um, totally. created separation. And it'd be interesting to sort of get your journey because you've obviously, you know, had to manage kids and had to manage their schools and had to manage uh, their education, but also your own work. And your nervous system can only take so much, right? So it'll be interesting to sort of see, you know, how that sort of came to a head for you, I guess, as, as it did over the last week yeah. or two. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the last 18 months have been really, I guess, interesting is a word that comes to mind. Challenging is a word that comes to mind. And, you know, I, obviously how we connected with the post that I shared on Are You OK Day, you know, mm. I shared a pretty vulnerable, raw and real picture of me in the car. Mm. That, you know, I guess, first of all, is not a side that anyone who knows me would have really seen. And, um, but I just, you know, in Melbourne here in Vic- or in Victoria here, you know, what we've endured, what our kids have endured, these businesses have endured, you know, it's not sort of 
survival mode for a couple of weeks. You know, we're coming up 18 months and it's just, you know, it's just felt relentless. And, you know, I, I think back, you know, pre-COVID, you know, if we'd had a challenging couple of weeks, you know, with a work project or something going on at school for kids or, you know, it's a couple of weeks and you work through it and you come out of it and you go, ah, oh, yes, you know, we can, we can do it, you know, whereas this has just been ongoing. Mm. And, um, you know, I know here in Victoria, like, I, I, one of the things as well, like, I'm one of the lucky ones. You know, my husband and I, we both work in construction, which has probably been the most supported industry um, by our government. So we've had job security. We've got a beautiful house. We've had money to be able to pay, obviously, our bills and our rent. Mm. And our kids are young enough that they're at daycare and kindergarten as the boys are age three and five. So they've been old enough to play together, but not old enough to really realise what they're missing out on. Mm. And their world is sort of just adapted to themselves. And we're lucky that we do have some kids in the street and that's become their world. Mm. And, you know, we've had it up until, I guess, this year, we've, up until the last couple of weeks, kindy and daycare have been open. So... I go, my God, we are actually the luckiest ones. We've had this easier than most people. Mm. And we've still found this, particularly the last couple of weeks as this has gone on, bloody tough. Mm. And this is not, as you said, you know, we're humans are social beings. We're all reliant on connection. And, you know, I live in Hawthorne, in the middle of Melbourne. Mm. And, you know, it's still, you know, through the pandemic, has felt bloody lonely. And, yeah. you know, my hat goes off to people in these remote regional areas, you know, how how they do it, how they manage it, how they cope. It's just, yeah, I'm in awe, in awe of them. Yeah, certainly. Um, oh, I was just, uh, sorry, the, the, one of the key components of this, this podcast is to try and help people with isolation. Uh, to be yeah. able to, you know, to, to get those connections and so forth and, and learn from people like yourself that can actually bring uh, some suggestions and so forth into their life so they can, you know, uh, harness some change. But it's really interesting. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So so you found that you really felt isolated through through that period. Absolutely. You know, it's, all, it's funny. I actually, I still remember, I think this is relevant, you know, when I had my first baby. And I think a few, a lot of mothers can probably relate to this. You know, you especially for those who've been working like myself, and then you think, oh, I'm going to have this baby, and it's going to be, oh, what a change of lifestyle. I'm just going to be out for lunch, you know, with my girlfriends and off for walks at the park and super. And then when you actually have that baby, the reality of it is mm. very different. And, yeah. you know, those nights where you're up breastfeeding and you know, you're bloody lonely, and then during the day your husband goes off to work and... Um, it's an isolating time. And, you know, COVID, again, has sort of, you know, just been a really, I guess, yeah, an isolating time for a lot of people. And we're all trying to work from home, work remotely. You know, I, I know certainly from, I really miss being able to go to an office and connect and collaborate with people. Mm. And, you know, it's just, it's not how as human beings, we're not wired this way to have to live and work this way. Yes. Yep, that's right. Absolutely. Well, you did right, and, and you know I, I'm very, very mindful of of this, um, uh, you know, because the the sense of disconnection is probably not really being um, paid attention to, uh, and what that yeah. actually is doing to humanity. Uh, you know, I, I have my my own views on that, but certainly. Um, 
we, we, I'm very, very keen and passionate to be able to give people tools to be able to, to, to stay coherent so they don't sort of, you know, sure. slip. But, uh, but primarily, uh, when, when you get these things piled upon you time after time after time, then you, you can crack as, as you sort of, um, you know, you got to that stage as, as an individual. But, um, yeah, I, I, just, I just think um, this is a really pivotal time in humanity where we can actually start to, to make some changes and lay the foundation. Totally. So when we do get uh, thrown into turmoil, that we can keep grounded. Absolutely. And, you know, I guess my personality is, I, you know, I also shared in my post, you know, I'm someone who does always try to look for the positive mm. and see the best in people and when things don't go the way that I was hoping they would, sort of look for the lessons out of that. Mm. And, you know, there certainly are, I know for myself, to sort of maintain a positive and a healthy outlook, I have to focus on those positives and look for them. Mm. And there certainly are a lot of positives that you can find um, through, COVID, you know, through these COVID times. And that's what I am sort of trying to focus a lot of my energy on, you know, just the forced slowdown, you know, that extra time with kids in the morning, you know, not sort of scrambling to get out of the house and drop them at school as quickly as possible and daycare and get to work and, mm. you know, fly through the day and pick them up quickly, get dinner. But, you know, just the full slowdown is something that I've found if I can, you can try to enjoy because it's not going to be here forever. Mm. Um, it's something that I really, yeah, would... I, I know I'm personally trying to flip into a positive and enjoy, um, enjoy at the moment. I'm also yeah. reading um, Holly Ransom's latest book the leading edge i'm not sure if you're familiar with holly ransom she's a amazing person that i actually sort of grew up with not super close but our grandparents were best friends and um she's just released yeah, she's a hugely hugely uh, impressive woman and her book titled the leading edge you know dream big spark change and become the leader the world needs you to be mm. and in it was actually a checklist called the stream checklist that um, is made up of multiple strategies to help deal with stress and create, mm. you know, I guess a structure that um, will enable resilience. And I just coming across that, it was, I reckon it's probably been the best articulation mm. of sort of some coping strategies, you know, when we are sort of in a high stress state at the moment and, you know, trying to draw on resilience. And stream refers to, I can run you through the checklist if you'd like. Absolutely, yes, um, please. So stream, the S-T-R-E-A-M. And stream refers to social networking, and this is just so critical, keeping in touch with people, you know, through social media, text, phone calls. Mm. Um, you know, again, going on back to human connection, how important that is. You know, I guess for me, I'm having been at boarding school, lived on the other side of the country to all my family, the other side of the world to our American family, mm. seeing my mum, you know, that's one thing I've grown up with. You don't have to be, next, you know, living in the same city as people to have those amazing deep connections. Mm. And, you know, we're so lucky in this world with, I still remember mum having to wait up at night for the, to be the cheaper time to call America, you know, now yeah, with the internet, matter. we can FaceTime, we can text for free, you know. Yeah. It's so much easier to be connected with people and it's so important at the moment. Yes. Yeah, we yeah. need our, that social networking. T stands for time out, so taking time out for yourself. And whether that's from, you know, removing yourself from your family, if you're a busy working mum or dad with your kids, 
um, or if you're in you know, Zoom calls all day, sitting at your computer, just mm. taking a break for yourself. But even just going around the block, so important. Mm-hmm. R, Aaron, you'll understand this, refers to relaxation, you know, yeah. mindfulness, yoga, you know, just breathing exercises to help manage anxiety. E refers to exercise and entertainment, which, you know, for me, exercise is so critical for my mental well-being. I'm a much happier, better mum if I can get up and get my run in the morning. Yes. Um, or, you know, and, or, you know, exercising your thing, you know, reading a book, you know, listening to the music, podcast, whatever it is, just to give yourself a break. Yes, absolutely. A refers to, a refers to alternative thinking, just understanding that sort of this state of uncertainty that we're living in thanks to COVID, you know, it leads to tension and stress. And so, you know, if you can have a phone call with someone, talk about it like we're doing now, going, I'm not alone, they're feeling it too, Mm. you know, just to help realise that it's not, you're you're not alone in in this. Mm. And um, I guess we're all in it together. And M refers to being mindful of others, maintaining Mm caring relationships and simple acts of kindness help us, you know, feel good. I came down with a virus last week and on Friday afternoon, a woman I worked with professionally had left probably eight meals for my family on our doorstep. I was Mm. just blown away the kindness and generosity that she showed and I go, oh, you know, it just made my week. And again, what is it? That human connection. Yes. But going back to that dream checklist, when I read that, I went, oh my God, that's sort of... That, that speaks so true to me and I guess sums up the different sort of models and coping mechanisms that I try to use at this time and um, sort of a concise model that articulates it. Yes, that, that's really beautiful. I, I'd love to connect with Holly and, uh, and chase this up even further, but it's, it's so important. But the last one, um, uh, Whitney, with regards to this, I'd really encourage you to check out Dr. David Hawkins and the 16 Levels of Consciousness and... He talks about, you know, the higher levels of consciousness being, you know, love, gratitude, kindness, compassion, um, those sorts of heartfelt behaviours, whereas the lower levels are fear, shame, guilt, greed, you know, all those things that take us out of whack and put us out of whack. And and that's where we've been kept, I suppose, and a lot of your community over the last um, 18 months has been in that fear mode, you know, so it's really getting getting into the lower levels of, of humanity and lower levels of consciousness, which is not healthy. And we're really seeing that in particular with these sort of violent protests in Melbourne in the past week. And I, I get people's frustration and mm. everyone's at their wit's end. Um, I don't agree with mm. the sort of violent demonstrations, but I understand that people are, they're done, they're burnt out and we can't keep being sort of socially distanced and have everything taken away from us. Yes. And people, we need, uh, we need some freedom come back and I thankfully I think the government's starting to realize that and we've got our roadmap and hopefully there is light at the end of the tunnel for us all yeah you know the countries I, I noticed that they're just getting on with it they're getting 10,000 cases totally. a day but they just oh well, well that's fine that's life if we get it then great we'll deal with it otherwise we uh we're not going to feel um like we're disempowered by uh, by having our power taken away and um, yeah, well, I noticed I noticed Norway today has come out. So I think they're at 80% level of vaccination. They've got high vaccination levels, but they have come out and said they're removing all COVID restrictions and the sort of the health effects, the other health effects, 
men- impact on mental health and whatnot is yeah. too great. Yes. Um, so we're going to get on and live with it. You know, I look at my friends in America who, you know, Maine has a very high levels of vaccination and they've had a wonderful, very normal summer. It's just, you know, and that, I mean, that though is going to be a point, Aaron, you know, for families as we now in Australia, you know, certainly Victoria, New South Wales, where we have COVID and we have to learn to live with COVID. And I understand that that is going to provoke fear and anxiety in some people, but it's also going to be a point of contention too for relationships. You know, someone might be more comfortable living with COVID, one partner than the other. And it's just, you know, even I know internally from an office perspective, we're having some challenging conversations with some people who don't want to get vaccinated and people are entitled to their own opinion. Mm. And others saying, well, we don't want to come in. People are unvaccinated. You know, it's bringing out some really interesting social... um, Separation. Yeah. I guess. It's just it's, it's tough, you know, and people are losing friendships. Friendships are falling out because they have different viewpoints of the, on this, and yes. you know, it's going to be an interesting couple of months. And these conversations we never thought that we'd have to have. Agree. We're going to have Courtney. You know, this is this is getting getting to those sixteen levels of consciousness that I just mentioned. But yeah, when when we have heart centered conversations. Um, you know, you're right. People need to have their own views and opinions uh, on this type of stuff and, and what they believe in. But at the end of the day, we are really all connected. And um, you, you know, as long as someone is compassion, feeling compassion for the other other individual, whether they make the decision which is in favour with them or not, I just think that that can really help. You know, you understand your, your nervous system or manage your nervous system because when you're you've got an opinion, you you are in that reactive mode straight away. But if you come at it being more proactive, then all of a sudden you are uh, you start to become a little bit more, uh, you know, aware of the other individual and their concerns and feel totally. more compassion for the way that they actually see things. I guess, yeah, totally. Uh, no, you raise a really important point. You know, I'm. I think one of the biggest things that we can have going forward is less judgment and more compassion. Yes. You know, and I know it's easy. Victorians go, we've done it the toughest. And, mm. you know, people in New South Wales have done it really tough. But, you know, it's all relative to our own circumstance and situation. You know, I know my family in WA, people go, oh, they're so lucky. They have basically lived without COVID for the last 18 months. You know, they're besides that they're beside themselves, not being able to see their kids, their mm. grandkids. Mm. You know, they're my brothers in LA. So it's just everyone's situation is relative, and if we can just show more compassion and be less judgmental, I know for myself here in Victoria, it's an interesting one. We've obviously got this permit system, and you. You have to send your kids to daycare in kindy and schools are the same. You have to be a permitted worker. Mm. And, but it's now become pretty apparent that it's quite easy to be a permitted worker. And if anyone has their own business, they can sign their permit saying that they're an essential worker. And so I know we attend a local community kindy here in Hawthorne and I volunteer on the committee. It's run by parents and the poor president. Um, you know, she works full time and this is something that she does in her spare time and she's now having to police, you know, people saying I've got a permit and you know, the families are getting annoyed with each other saying, no, they don't really have a permit. They should, you know, they're not essential. And, you know, it's just yeah. this bizarre state of play that we're living in. Yes. And, you know, people are just at their wit's end. And, you know, I started to get annoyed going, they shouldn't be going to kindy. 
And I went, oh, hold on a sec. The mum, yes, she's not working, but she's at home managing three, you know, two other kids trying to do homeschool. Mm. Her husband's on Zoom calls all day. Yeah. She needs, she can send her three or four year old to kindy for a few hours to take the pressure off. You know, she needs to do that. So yes. we, don't be so judgmental of everyone's individual, you know, everyone's choices at the moment, everyone at their wit's end. You know, for the mums and dads who choose to stay at home, my full-time, my hat goes off to you. That is the hardest job of all. Mm. You know, my days that I work, it's my break. Yes. And yeah. like, especially through this pandemic, you know, I go, oh, gosh, you know, I've got a day to have adult conversations and have <laughs> reasonable conversations and can go and have a walk and some time to myself and make my calls. And, mm. you know, the people who are at home looking after kids full-time, that is, in my mind, without doubt, the toughest job of all. Yeah. And yeah. my hat goes yeah. off to you and oh, full of admiration. I, I, like, you know, being a, a, a husband and father, which I'm now separated, I never, uh, I never really appreciated what my wife actually went through, you know. Um, yeah. I was working maybe 60 hours a week and uh, my wife yeah. was at home looking after two, then three kids and, um, yep. and all that, and uh, and I'd get home and I was buggered, and then I'd have the weekend and I'd drink all weekend primarily just to make myself feel half reasonable and then go back and do it all again, you know. So, so yeah, I was never really, yep. really and, present with that. And then she's burnt out and ragged, so she doesn't give you the best version of herself. I yeah. totally get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you understand. I totally... Yeah. It, um, yeah, so I think just being able to sort of understand each other's positions and it's every role we're all playing at the moment is tougher than it's ever been in our lifetimes. So um, so what can we do now, Whitney, with regards to like really using this opportunity uh, that we've been through as a, as, a, as a chance for growth rather than just, um, you, you know, like feeling negative about it, like be grateful for what we've actually gone through so we can actually evolve yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think also, you know, a lot of people who sort of have been working full-time, maybe their other partners, you know, working part-time or not working, I think, and then now suddenly we're all at home, trying, you know, someone's in an office trying to work or in a bedroom with the door shut trying to work. You know, I think maybe we all now have an appreciation for mm. each other's roles a lot more. Yeah. Um, which I think is one of the great things out of COVID. Um, you know, for those, if you are at home working, you know, if you can, you know, I think, you know, make the most of being able to spend your lunch break, you know, go out and kick the footy in the yard. If you, you know, if you're in the country, you know, come in, have lunch at home, take your child out, you know, who's not bound by school and, you know, rigid hours, you know, just make the most of this time for a bit of flexibility and time together. Mm. And, um, I mean, I think that that is so important. And just keep checking in, checking on your close family members and, and your friends. Everyone's doing it tough in their own way, no matter where they are. Um, and you just feel, I think, I know from experience, if you can check in with someone and do something kind for someone else, it gets you out of your own head and makes you feel much better. Agreed. Um, about yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Well, certainly, like, and that's this is this is the real opportunity for us, right? To be not be judgmental and 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 see see everyone as uh, as on their own journey and unique because 
we can have our own opinions on things and the way that people should respond and behave, but we don't know what they're what they've gone through or going through or whatever and, and the lifestyle totally. that they've actually lived, you know. And I just think that that's where we've really got it wrong as as humans in this Western world. Uh, we've we've just become so programmed to think a certain way where we're not actually like really um, uh, giving the individual a space to to breathe and and to be able to speak about you know, the way they are going and, uh, you know, to be able to be compassionate with that to help them grow. If we're critical and judgmental of that, that just pushes it down further, right? Totally, totally. And like in our pre-COVID world world and lives, we were all so busy, you know, and mm. we were just on that rat wheel, cramming so much into every day, every weekend. And I know one of the big things for me, one of my, so I guess the, compromise that my husband and I came to I'm sort of a bit more social and love doing a lot of things with a lot of people he's not he loves our family time you know rather than doing three or four different activities on a weekend just a great committing to one social commitment per weekend this was over last or per day on each day of the weekend this was sort of last summer and beginning of the year when we were living without restrictions for a while and I loved that forced slow down and that ability to then go, okay, you know what, we've got the morning free, let's go for a spontaneous bike ride or, you know, some of the things that we did as a family through COVID last year um, that we're now sort of our only options again. Mm. But just, I guess, the benefits and the lessons of that forced slow down um, and sort of when life gets busy again and we start restrictions ease, um, yeah, to bring some of that into our everyday life and just being more present for each other and enjoying it and appreciating it rather than just getting straight back on that busy rap wheel again. Yeah, yeah, beautifully said. It's interesting, something that was present for me, I did a podcast with Kevin Mitchell, who's uh, the singer from Jebediah, and he was uh, from Perth. He's from Perth. Um, okay. But but he talked exactly about that uh, as well. Like, you know, through those those those, those tough times, he was, he was finding that... that that time for appreciation every morning and uh, to be able to do things where he was active and he didn't didn't actually have to do all the the things that he was doing he could actually like focus on on the simple little things so i reckon you know this is maybe a challenge for you and and people around you and people that are listening to actually like use the time we've got moving forward now as an opportunity to recalibrate and 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 move when you're going for your run actually really appreciate going for your run uh, and don't just, you know, like beat yourself up by, by looking in your watch and, and you know, trying to get quicker than what you were or your friend was. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, so actually appreciate the opportunity to be out there doing it. Sit in meditation with that feeling of appreciation in your heart that you're actually here being able to do this because we've taken life for granted really, really um, seriously, you know. Like we, 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 just, we, we just have had these expectations and and uh the way that the way that things are you know it's been easy for us but when that gets taken away it actually gives us the time to be able to appreciate um the way we're, we're actually living and then to be able to be more grateful for that but also to be grateful for others and and help inspire them and uh you know do things that can actually like help our lives be more fulfilled outside the material world i think is so important too absolutely yeah absolutely and that yeah some of the huge the pos- real, the real, really positive lessons that have come out of COVID, absolutely. Mm, and and that's it. And, and you know, we we can always um, 
you know, dull on the negatives and, you know, I could be a Bulldog supporter that uh, would be in a bad mood because I lost the grand final for a few weeks. But if I, okay, <laughs> accept it and move on and, and that's fine, you know, that's part of life. And uh, I think, uh, you know, as guys and particularly, uh, you know, guys in regional Australia, we do get we do get hung up on, on things that have not gone our way and we get stuck in that yeah. mindset, which is really cancerous. And, uh, you know, we can we can stay there and that can take us into a feeling of depression and um, totally. you know, all those sorts of things. And then you go to poor lifestyle behaviours to be able to manage that, you know. And even but reframing your thinking, going, oh, my God, you made a grand final. There were, what, 16 or 18 other teams, I forget how many were up to mm. now in the comp, who missed out and who didn't get to be there and what an amazing experience still for those Bulldog players. I know heartbreaking nonetheless, but they're there. They, they got to the grand final. Exactly. I think, um, I was going to call you Courtney again. I'm thinking of Courtney, <laughs> Courtney Cox off Friends. Isn't that terrible? Which is like an old show. <laughs> no. I really apologize. No. If you want to call me Darren, Not that's okay. <laughs> that's, but but I, I just think, um, you know, you the, the, the core of this conversation was, 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 was burnout and, and, you know, that stage where you got to as an individual and then that might come back again, you know, but, but certainly yeah. to have the, 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 the tools to empower yourself to be able to stay balanced and calm and know that everything is impermanent, you know, like things don't yeah. last yeah. and you move through these, uh, the, the, these, these times of your life, I, I think is, um, is really important, um, you know, to find time every day, I really, I really think having a meditation practice is really uh, a beautiful thing to be able to do that every morning and every night. So you've got a bookend yeah. where you yeah. can get to those feelings of appreciation and gratitude, and, and that, um, which will help settle your nervous system down, and then you can sleep better, and then everyone benefits from that if you're feeling good. But um, yeah, burnout is a real thing, uh, Whitney. Like it's happened to me numerous yeah. times. I've just gone so hard and. Um, you know, you can only uh, you can only take so much, right? But I just I always say we we've we've been educated to support the economy. You know, we've just uh, been educated to work and consume and collaborate. Um, you know, things and um, to be able to you know uh, aspire to 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 a life which is full of you know richness from a material perspective but primarily the richness comes from from feeling um balanced and calm and relaxed and joyful and happy and grateful and all those sorts of things you know which totally. doesn't cost anything absolutely you know and it's you know you mentioned again i raised the post that sort of connected us you know the post that i shared you know that raw version of myself and what I was going through. Mm. You know, it's clear I didn't expect it to have such a I guess go so viral, and it was viewed over two point nine million times. Serious and um, reshared over five hundred times, Jeez. and and it clearly just articulated how so many of us right now are feeling. Mm. And so I guess anyone who is feeling a bit burnt out and at the end of their tether and how long can we keep living like this and these poor kids have had everything taken away from them and these businesses you're not alone I guess I should say businesses that you know that are folding because they haven't been able to operate you're not alone in feeling this way we're all feeling it mm. and you know maybe take comfort in that yeah, you, you aren't alone in your feeling but talk about it share it you know we all give and I'm so guilty of this we give the best version of ourselves all the time to everybody which is just exhausting too. Mm. And, you know, we 
it's, you know, it's not, it's, I'm not the first to say this, you know, it's when we're actually vulnerable, yeah. that's when we let people in as well and people go, oh my God, you're human after all and I can connect with you <laughs> and um, it makes people feel more open to sharing what they're struggling with or not coping with and that's so important too. Yeah, where the growth comes and, and, and you know, like being a country person like a lot of people that listen to this are and uh, you know, there's people from, from all walks of life that listen to this, but, but what happens is, Whitney, like we were, we were really conditioned to be, you know, competitive from a young age and judgmental, comparative yeah. and all that, and that, that's really deep in ourselves. So to be able to let go of that takes a lot of courage. And, totally. Um, once you're courageous enough and to I, do that, you can change, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I mentioned I went to boarding school. You know, my best friend, there are a lot of country kids from all over Victoria, New South Wales, Tassie, mm. and they're the, they're the the best people, most beautiful hearts and souls, best energy, um, but I, the hardest of working, and I, yeah, I love country people, but I go, God, you know, it's hard, you know, they're the hardest workers that I know in the most remote location, mm. and um my hat goes off how they you know, they work so bloody hard for long periods and so much is beyond their control, you know. Yeah. I, I guess I can understand from a fishing perspective, you know, like um, there's so many factors beyond their control and you put so much hard work in and suddenly there's no rain or, you know, and it can just destroy your business for the year. Mm. And, um, you know, so I guess it raises, you know, really strong, resilient people, Um out rurally my hat goes off to you all yeah appreciate that um life life like i always say life is meant to be easy we just make it hard for ourselves but if if we can actually like be be able to use this as a time to be appreciative and grateful and all that sort of stuff you know and really find something in our lives on a daily basis to 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 connect with that I just think life can be like really joyful, and it, it, is, it is meant to meant to be that way. We're not we're not meant to be you know comparing and judging and criticizing and all these sorts of things which are really taking us away from our true essence. And um, yeah, I'm so grateful that you were able to 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 come out and you know be vulnerable enough to share a post like that because that's actually like helped a lot of people, you know, which is so much more powerful than than, than yourself, you know. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And I should, I guess, you know, one of the tools that I sort of have learned, I guess, through the pandemic, a good friend of mine by the name of Anna Glynn has done a Master's in Positive Psychology. She had a corporate career in banking for 15-odd years, and she now runs sort of, she's, uh, I guess, a coach, but also runs wellbeing workshops, all sort of centred around positive psychology. And I've attended numerous of her numerous workshops of hers, and you know she's such a, one of the many tools that I've taken from her is her, you know her gratitude list. You know, just three things before before you go to bed every night, write down three things that you're grateful for. Mm. And I think you know right now in this unusual COVID world and kind of uncertainty, you know that's just such a good, simple, quick little tool to 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 have and to utilize mm. you know before you go to bed and maybe you go to bed thinking of this, of everything you've got to be grateful for mm. rather than things you've got to do tomorrow or um you know the uh you can download and dump that uh that can just help your nervous system settle so you go to bed with a clearer head and then you can sleep sleep a bit better you know exactly exactly 
That is uh, amazing. I really would like uh, people to connect with you, uh, Whitney, if they chose to. What's the best way to do that on, on LinkedIn? Yeah, probably um, via LinkedIn or send me an email. My email is whitneymclaren at gmail.com. Whitney so W-H-I-T-N-E-Y-M-C-L-A-R-E-N at gmail.com. Yeah, awesome. I'm hoping that there'll be a few... Uh, ladies out there, I'm sure there'll be lots of ladies listening to this and um, yeah, if anyone want to reach out. I just think having conversations um, with someone that's had some lived experience is really powerful and, and not come back to the, you know, that judgmentally, like, you know, really, really have an open-hearted conversation with an individual which, which can help them and inspire them. That can really have a profound effect on, on changing their lives, you know. So um, yeah, there's, um, <clears throat> there's lots more good things for you to come up, I think. Whitney, as we sort of alluded to before we started this conversation, like getting back to the things that we're really passionate about and, and getting into, uh, into uh, a career that may be um, able to uh, keep us uh, inspired for the rest of our lives so every day can be more enjoyable, I think is um, something I'd like to try and help more people um, you know, move towards because we've only got a short time in these bodies and if we're doing things that we're really aligned with it can make our lives and, and many others around us um, you know, so much better. So really appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, well, Go ahead. And I was going to say absolutely and such important work that you do, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you. It really yeah. is. Appreciate it. No, I appreciate that. Well, um, yeah, grateful, so grateful for your time and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, – we can have more conversations like this in Victoria. And when I do get a chance to come down to Victoria, we can actually uh, physically uh, have a cuppa or something. So thank you. Fantastic. That'd be great. Thanks so much for your time, Aaron. Thank you so much for listening in. Um, yeah, really, really uh, grateful uh, to have, have this chat with Whitney. Um, such a, a, a beautiful girl that's, um, yeah, got such you know, amazing experience from a, a personal point of view, but also from a business point of view and, and for, as a mother and a, and, a, and a partner. And, you know, that's that's real life in its essence, right? And, um, um, yeah, just to be able to hear her ideology on things and, and what she's been through as an individual, um, you know, I think will be really helpful to a lot of people out there. So I really encourage you to share this. If you'd like to reach out to me, please do, support you. If you wanted to reach out to Whitney, um, and didn't get that information right, please contact me and I'll, uh, I'll pass it on. So thanks very much for listening in. Cheers.